Hello. Hey, yo, yo, yo. And welcome we to back. the What the What Show. What the What, ladies and gentlemen. I am Eric Creech, the co-founder of the What the What podcast. And sitting across from me. Yes, here I am. Now that he is done doing his acrobatic thing with his parents in the circus. Yep. He is the boy wonder. Heck yeah. Kyle Whitley. Oh, yeah. How you doing today, sir? You know, probably a little sore. Hadn't stretched out lately. Haven't swung the trapeze in a good while. But here I am. Thankfully, that's not required to sit in this wooden chair. Wow. Yeah, that, absolutely. Um, how do you feel about being? Well, I guess you're you're a Nightwing guy. That's why I went I with the I Nightwing backstory. So I I would gladly take the name of Boy Wonder. Wonderful, wonderful. I would gladly. Or yes. Maybe you know we are the Bearded Wonders. Yes, the Bearded Glory. Yes. Glory. <laughs> maybe Bearded Wonder works better. Maybe though. it does. The Bearded Warriors is what uh, Joe may mm. have referred to us at some point. So, but today, today we're here. We're talking about one of my our. Mm-hmm. Favorite childhood television programs. Yep. Batman, the animated series from 1992. First aired on the Fox Network mm-hmm. and then later on the WB Kids Network. Fantastic show. You've waited for it. You've wanted it. We, we, you know, we threw out there with Spider-Man, the animated series. And then next thing you know, even today, literally within the last hour or two, Devon and Jenny Varnum said, listen into this episode now. When are you doing Batman, the animated series? We're doing it now. Right now. Right, right now. Here. Right here. Uh, I've, since we're on the topic today of Batman, I wanted to see what you're thinking about. October. I think it's October. Is it October or November? The new movie, The, the Joker. The Joker, yes. What, well, do, what are your thoughts on that I one? cannot wait to see it. I want to actually see that on opening night. I am too. I too. I'd like to go see it uh, at the Alamo. Well, we probably need to book tickets now. Probably do. Because um, last time something like that opened, it, it sold out. Yeah, Probably. But I, um, I, I definitely like the trailer looks amazing. It does. Um, the one thing I really like about it, we live in a world where everyone has to have a shared universe. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, it's just, it's standalone. It is. And, it, you know, I, from what I understand, it does not connect to anything, you know, in the DCEU or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just a movie about a character. And it looks like it's fantastically made. And. Um, I know there are a lot of big shoes to fill when you mm-hmm. are talking about filling the shoes of the Joker, including one we're going to talk about today. Mm-hmm. But um, Phoenix, uh, Joaquin Phoenix, uh, looks Johnny like Cash himself. Johnny Cash himself looks like he is more than up to the task. He he's going to walk some lines. He's going to walk some lines. Um, I wasn't a big fan of the Jared Leto version personally. I feel like Suicide for that Squad, one, but I feel like he did not get enough time. Evidently, oh, he, he filmed probably, tons probably of stuff. Didn't, yeah, and you got to think too, like. A lot of people made fun of or hated how he dressed or his appearance. That's all up to producer, like directors, the all, people behind all the, the scenes. Vision for the, what they're seeing He's just there. playing a part, and I really feel like if you would have had a better chance, got to know him, give him a Batman standalone Ben Affleck, Jared Leto version. Yeah, I feel like he could have done a great job. Same way with Batman, I would have loved to have seen a single Batman movie. We know that's not happening now. Uh, I honestly, I love the look of Ben Affleck as the Batman. Like he looked great. Batman scenes is the Batman that I know from growing up from this show that we're going to talk about today right. from the comic books. He is he filled out Batman well. He did a great job. It, it, in appearance and in, in, um, maybe not in some of the uh, actions he took as Batman. Sure, but you know that's another conversation to be had. But you know, back on topic, mm-hmm. uh, which is not the topic we're talking about today. But, but Joker today. movie opening weekend for me it's a must see, and we like, I'm excited yeah. for it. I know it's already gotten like I forget which, which festival it was just. Oh, there's rumors that it might be nominated for an Oscar. Well, it was already at the festival it premiered at. Um, it's already got the top award of all movies at the festival. It's been like the best thing. Like It's getting great reviews is what I'm trying yes. to say. Uh, I'm excited for it. I get it. It's probably for all of our listeners, different ages, different people. It may not be a movie you want to see. I have heard it's like a hard R rating for what this movie's going to be. Right. Knowing the background and the history of the Joker, I feel like that's what it needs to be. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I love the way that this trailer looks. I love the way that he looks as a character where, you know, you, you get an emotional side to him. There's There's been comics that I've read that take you back to give you that side of the Joker where you do see a more personal side of who he is uh, and what makes him become who he is. Now, sure, there's not a definitive story. There's multiple stories of whatever, but... Well, he's just a complex character. He is. And there's really no way to, you know, nail down, like, in one iteration of, well, this is what the Joker is. The Joker is an idea that can be many sure. things. Like, and the Gotham TV series, like, you may not like it, you may not. 
But even in the beginning, there's multiple people throughout that series. You're like, okay, finally, this is the Joker. Because they were obvious with, here's Penguin. Here's the Riddler. Here's these other people. The Joker, there was multiple people you could have thought he was until he finally made his appearance as the Joker. Um, I won't spoil that with you in case you're way behind on watching any of that. But right. I will say something I'm excited for is to see the other side. Because so far, I don't feel like we've really seen the violent or that side of Joker with this with the trailers. It's giving you a little bit of history. It's giving you this. It's shown you with him wearing the makeup, how he delves into madness over yes. time. It but shows we don't you see any bit. of the result no. of that madness. You see that something happens on a train. You see that you know he's walking in the street. He's walking in an apartment. Different things where he's looking a little crazy. But he's, you haven't seen anything yet. So I'm excited to see where that goes. I wonder if they're going to show us how he got those scars. It could. Or if he even has scars. So far, we haven't seen any scars. So, yeah. There is that part where he's talking to a little kid through a fence. And we wonder if that, is is that, that Bruce, Bruce Wayne? Wayne. Yeah. I'm excited. I hope it is. And you did say, you know, this is right now, as far as everything is, it is a movie on its own. Honestly, I would love to see the DC Universe go this route. If the movie turns out as good as what it's expecting... I'd love to see a universe based around this. I know they've got a new Batman movie coming out um, where it's a younger Batman telling the story of that side of things. Throw it in this world. like. See, I, and I'm, I'm more of the opinion, you can have the shared universe. Sure. But Batman, to me, is so iconic. He has so many wonderful uh, villains and stories. And, mm. I mean, there's so many things, both comic, what we're going to talk about today. Mm -hmm. Um you can have your own Batman universe and not even worry about sure. what's going on beyond, you know, with Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, all that mm -hmm. other stuff. Um, and I think you can have you can have it both ways. Uh, I was thinking about the my, you know the Dark Knight yeah. movie trilogy mm -hmm. uh, by Christopher Nolan, how they were just wonderful movies that were not worried about forcing in a uh, Lois Lois Lane or a Clark Kent reference or a no. um, or a Wonder Woman reference. They just were telling stories of Batman, and and it made me kind of sad because they told three fantastic stories, and how many more stories could they have told? For sure, and I get it too. Like they wanted to cut it off, they wanted you know to stop before they just did whatever. Um, but the thing I loved about those movies is it is a real world superhero. Now, yes. sure. I get it. There's some stretches, you know, with things as far as finances, blah, 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 like people figuring that, whatever. But as far as there's no superheroes in these movies, or like no superpowers yeah. anyway, it's real people. And that's what I love about a lot of his villains. Now, there are some that do other things, but I'm excited about this Joker movie because it really gives you that down, dirty, gritty film of a guy and how he becomes so crazy and crooked. Um, just to see that type of world thing start coming back up, it's not how Jared Leto's Joker was just some over-the-top crazy, you know, green hair, painted face, whatever. The same way with in, with Heath Ledger. Nobody thought it was going to be great, but then to see what he did with it was amazing. Iconic. Yes, and so, I don't know. I'm excited for it. I'm really thinking it's going to be an awesome movie just from what I've seen, and honestly, we don't know much about it. Like, it doesn't, um, it tells you some, but it really doesn't tell you a whole lot. Well, and that's the best so, part about it yeah. is... You go in not You really knowing. have no idea what's going to go on. Everything you see in the trailer could have happened in the first 20 minutes. Sure. And then you've got a whole other two hours left. I mean... And he may not become the Joker until the very end. Like, and there's no telling, but from the ratings and the reviews it's getting so far, it sounds like it's going to be great. Now, sure, there's movies I love that people will review it and say it's horrible. Like, so who knows? Yeah. You can't always trust that, but just to know the early screenings are getting great reviews on the thing, yeah. I'm excited for it. Joker's a great character. To quote uh, Alfred from The Dark Knight... Some people just want to watch the world burn. They do. And I can't wait to see how Joker uses that in the new movie. So, so excited for that? Yeah, very now, excited. Let's jump moving in. Moving on. Now, let's jump into... The animated universe. The animated universe. The, uh, the one that kicked off, you know, the animated universe for kids mm -hmm. from 1992, Batman the Animated Series. Let's jump in with our cape and our cowl, you know, rummaging through the shadows. And let's talk about our thoughts on this television show and our favorite memories from it. Um, Kyle, I'll let you go first. Awesome. Honestly, my favorite cartoon series of all time. I love Ninja Turtles. Everybody about me you know, knows I love Ninja Turtles. But I feel like, honestly, if you're asking my opinion, I feel like it's the best superhero cartoon series of all time. Uh, that It beats out everything else to me, even the things that came later. I feel like it's the best cartoon series because it's done in a way that, honestly, Spider-Man was done in a similar way. We touched on some stuff there. But it's done in a way where it doesn't dumb things down where it's super kiddie. Uh, but at the same time, it's done in a way that it's okay for kids to watch. 
Right. Uh, I know later on now they've made a bunch of other movies that maybe not so much okay for kids to watch, but it, it seems off this universe where you're they're making a cartoon series based off the success of Batman and Batman Returns. You're talking about the 89 Batman, Michael Keaton, uh, the darkness of this compared, and all you had before that was Adam West Batman from yes. the 60s. Very campy. And don't get me wrong. Like, Good in its own way. As a kid, I remember watching this show, and I remember watching the reruns of Adam West Batman, and I loved both because it was just Batman the character, and I loved Batman. Um, he became one of my favorite all-time superheroes. I wasn't a person that liked Superman, to be honest. As a child, I watched Superman, and I was like, as a little kid, if I can tell the difference between Clark Kent and Superman, and it's just a pair of glasses, it's the same dude, it made me like frustrated that grown-ups around him couldn't realize this giant buff dude is Superman. Everyone in Superman's canon history, mm-hmm. other than Clark, Clark Kent himself, are complete idiots. Yes. Everyone. And I get it, though, <laughs> because I, I do understand like if you came in wearing a little bit different clothes and stuff, you may throw some people off, but... For me as a kid, plus as a child Ninja Turtle fan, you know, Batman, Robin, everybody else that wore these masks. I was I just loved masks as a kid. I thought it was awesome. I would, you know, get, you know, thick ribbon that my mom had and cut eye holes out and tie it on and be like make my own masks and stuff. I just loved that. And so Batman fit right up my alley. Um, like I say, now as an older, you know, person, I can appreciate the darkness that, that, that show had in a way that it honestly didn't go like too dark, but the fact of how real as as you could, I guess, with a cartoon series was. Um, but yeah, it was something I just loved. Another fact for me about this is this show got me into reading comic books. Uh, I remember it had to have been in the late 90s, mid-late 90s, whenever they switched from Fox to WB. Uh, they did a comic book series. Um, I think it's called like The Lost Adventures or something like that. Um, but what it was was kind of like a, a story or like five, I think it's five-issue comic series they kind of told you, they filled in some gaps between Batman, the animated series, and the new Batman adventures that came out. It filled in some some lines there, and we were on our way on a family trip in the summer to Gatlinburg. And I remember we stopped at some gas station. We went in, and there was a little turnstile with comic books on it. And I'd never seen that before, at least never paid attention to it. And I looked up, and I noticed characters that I recognized. And, of course, you knew superheroes, but all of a sudden, these are literally right off the TV series. Like, they they're drawn the same way. It's based off the TV series. So I picked that one book up, and I'm reading it in the car. We get the Gatlinburg and throughout different stops along the way. I found different issues out of that same series. So I ended up with three out of the five from this trip. Um, I still have those three comic books. It got me into reading comics. Honestly, I've really got more into it as I got older. But now, like, they're still in my collection to this day. They're still from, like, I hold them in a high value, even though they're not worth much at all. But to me, it's those three books that got me into reading comics. So this show led to that so without the show i wouldn't have ever gotten into well i wouldn't have gotten into comic books the same way i have at least right um so it's just you know my favorite thing and so i don't know i can't say enough about how great this show is what, I mean, what's your personal this, memory this is this the show? batman from my childhood yeah this is the uh you know i know batman uh, and batman returns came out late 80s early mm-hmm. 90s um but this is the batman that i remember Mm-hmm. Uh, the Batman that I love. It's the one that led me to enjoying everything Batman going forward. Um, I had the uh, the Batmobile toy. Mm-hmm. I had all the Batmo uh, or the Batman characters as action figures and stuff. Um, this, like Spider Man, uh, that we talked about a few weeks ago. This is the one that uh, you know. These are the two that really kind of brought me into superhero universes because I wasn't a comic books guy. Um, I'm, you know, still not a huge comic books guy. I mean, I enjoy them for what they are mostly, but I'd never really gotten to that. I enjoyed the stories that were told on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, enjoyed the uh, the everything that came. Even as a kid, I loved Batman Forever, which is the movie that came out after or while this was on the air, um, because yeah. of these characters that were introduced to me through this uh, this uh, animated series. Uh, it was dark in tone, mm-hmm. like you mentioned. It was still kid friendly. Yeah. Um, it introduced complex villains. It did. Okay. And as a kid growing up, um, you have to understand, like the Power Rangers was a huge thing. Like a year later. Sure. But the Power Rangers, you know, they had these cool little Zords and the cool mm-hmm. costumes. But the the villain that they would face that week was literally the villain of the week. Yeah. Whereas Batman introduced villains that he may defeat in one episode, but they might come back. Or there sure. might, there's different stories. Every villain had. Uh, a different thing, or maybe it was multi-part uh, episodes. Uh, Spider-Man did this as well, um, and they it also presented Batman as more than just a guy in a suit who was a hero, 
but a character who had regular feelings and emotions. Sure. Um, you know, it was more than just, okay, Batman comes and pow, punches this guy, and he saved the day. No, there, he's dealing with some really adult uh, issues, you know, still dealing with the loss of his parents, um, ha- having to connect with people. Um, you know, the show explored all these things. And you mentioned something there. You said it's not just something where it was punch pal. This show actually showed Batman punching people versus, versus yeah. Spider-Man. They weren't allowed. Like, you saw a lot of kicks and a lot of throws and stuff. And not only that, but this show showed the detective side yes. of Batman. They called him the greatest, the world's greatest detective. Yeah. And they showed him solving crimes, not just, you know, well, clearly he's over here. The, yeah. Actually taking the clues and analyzing them and figuring out how to, you know, where to find uh, the villain or how to entrap the villain somehow. Mm-hmm. And that's something that was just unique to superheroes in general. Well, you talk about, especially like episodes with the Riddler, where like this entire episode I cannot is, wait. is a mindset <laughs> thing. Like that episode, like anything with the Riddler, like you're literally looking through things and figuring it. It shows in every episode and doing his detective skills, but you have whole episodes of like mind type things versus action. Well, like, and as a kid, that helped me to start looking at things logically. Sure. I mean, it literally had an effect on my learning ability. Well, you know, let's look at this, you know, all the facts and try to piece together the pieces of the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not just say, well, it's clearly this or this, not just picking and choosing and hoping you're right, yeah. but putting things together, threading the needle a little bit until you get to the logical conclusion. And that, I mean, I think that's probably true to say of most kids. I know it was with me, um, just following along the story and like, oh, that's how he got here. Uh, you know, trying to figure out how and they he, didn't always make it easy either. No, they didn't. They no. lead you one way where you're like, "What's well, obviously this person," and then it wasn't. And like, it's like, "Oh, there was a little thing in this scene that he caught and we didn't catch, and that's what led him." And it was just really well done. And um, you know, when people say you can't really learn much from watching cartoons, that's a lie. For I sure. mean, you can absolutely, if you pay attention, you know, and like this show showed, um, you can put you know put the pieces together and logically um, come to the conclusion that Batman would come to. Um, just a fantastic show. Um, I, I just, yeah, I'm with you. I don't know if it's my absolute favorite. It's definitely in the top two or three. Um, it's it's what so, it's so good. Spider Man's up there okay. um, as an animated series, and I really don't know what else would be there. Honestly, I, and I'll give it credit too. X Men is a X- great. X Men is probably in there somewhere too. It's done in a very well way, based off the comics. The same way that Batman is, where it's based off of. There's a lot of episodes where they took a lot from the comics, too. Not every single one, but a lot of it referenced it. So, like I say, they all need their due credit. I just feel like it's honestly one of the best cartoon shows of all time. Well, one person does not make a show. No. So, let's look at the collective utility belt of characters, if you will. I love that. Great reference. Yes, and let's talk about our favorite characters from this show. Okay. Um, I'd like to go first. Sure, go for it. Obviously, Kevin Conroy's Batman is iconic. 100%. 100%. I mean, he, you know, more than anything, when you talk about best Batmans, mm-hmm. sometimes an- the animated characters get lost in the shuffle or maybe they're not considered as, like, real contenders. Mm-hmm. But this is the Batman that I, I know. This he's is, got to be one of the best Batman. If he's not in there, I mean, who's he's fighting what? Michael Keaton, Christian Bale maybe? Um, who Wait, else? You're not, you're not throwing in the great, you know... Adam West? No, Bat-Nipple suit. Uh, really? George Clooney? Yeah. No, go back to the ER, George. Um, no, I'm not throwing okay, in George Clooney. Okay, well, I just want to make sure we're including Sorry, everybody. George, sorry. You got the date, Stacey Keebler. That's your prize, okay? <laughs> um, but Kevin Conroy, iconic. Um, Mark Hamill. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, w- this is one of my, I guess, unanswerable questions. Uh, I know it's not a segment that we... Or we actually mentioned off-air that we're going to do that. Well, no, we don't really have anything... Mm-hmm. Um, I go back and forth. Is he the best Joker of all time? Um, it's tough. He, he he's uh, he's just he's so good. Um, well, you mentioned both of those characters, and you've got to include the fact that how amazing they are in the part. To the extent of when I read a Batman comic, whenever I'm reading Batman, I'm hearing yes him in my head. Kevin Conroy with the voice I'm hearing in my head. Whenever I hear there's Joker lines. I'm hearing Mark Hamill's voice, you know, that Joker in my head. That's the ones that have stuck with me. That's iconic that you read these. Whenever, you know, when you, they're eternalized in you that when you read a comic book or you see something within their picture, that's the voice you hear in oh, your yeah, head. Absolutely. It's not, you know, you know, the Heath Ledger Joker in my head. Like, you know, don't get me wrong, did an amazing job, but it's Mark Hamill's voice that's stuck in my head. Um, Harley Quinn. Created for this television show was not an original comics character, and she wasn't even really created as a long. She was supposed to be like a one-time one, one-time thing. deal, 
and she blew up. Absolutely, she's one of my favorite comic characters of all time, and she started on this television show. They they literally um, put her in the comics because she got so great on. She this show. literally is going to have a movie built around that character um, coming out. What next year? The year I after? Think so. They've already um, like the Birds of Prey. Type. Yeah, it's got to be next year, I think. Um, so Harley Quinn's fantastic. I love that they introduced Harvey Dent mm-hmm. as a character before yes. he became Two Face. And Har- uh, Harvey Dent, Two Face, you know, Big Bad Harv, whatever. Mm-hmm. He, just as much as the Joker to me, he is the like maybe Joker's one A to me. Harvey Dent, Two Face is one B in terms of Batman villains because sure. he represents Especially everything. In the series. He represents everything that Bruce Wayne lost. Everything you know, a failure of Batman to save his friend, mm-hmm. and what it what it turned into, um, and then. We mentioned him earlier, the Riddler. Yeah. Um, the Riddler's fantastic. Um, we talked about following along the clues and stuff. Anytime there was a Riddler episode, I'm enthralled and I'm trying to guess mm-hmm. the clues to it. I'm trying to, and there's still things that I remember from some of these episodes yeah. that uh, have stuck with me, what, 25 years later? So. The only riddle that I know at all came from this show where, like, my little nephew was asking me, he's like, tell me a joke or tell me a riddle. You know, I'm just like, well, what's something that you can put in a barrel to make it lighter? Yeah, a hole. A hole. Yeah. But I had no clue other than that. And then they're like, oh, that's cool. Tell me another. Like, I have no other riddles to tell uh, you, but I, that's I, the one I remember. I tend to reference the um, the first Riddler episode, you know, when you're talking about going to the uh, place where it says high as an elephant's eye. Mm. And it's like, we're talking about corn, but the, referring to a maze. Because mm. a maze is another word for corn. And uh, that's an old song lyric, you know, b- before Robin's time, according sure. to Batman. So. Um, but yeah, Riddler was great. Uh, do you have any characters? I know I jumped in there with like every awesome character. You did, but <laughs> you skipped mine, so that's fine. Good. Uh, you've already referenced him uh, in the intro that you gave me. Uh, my favorite character uh, of all time, my favorite superhero of all time, stems from this show. Uh, I would say Nightwing, but then I would say Robin, but then I just have to say Dick Grayson, Dick Grayson. is my favorite. And a lot of that stems from the uh, characteristics and personality they gave him in this show. Being a kid watching this show growing up, I couldn't be Batman. I was a little kid. I wasn't a grown adult. I wasn't a millionaire. I didn't have these options that Batman did. But I could be Robin. So in my mind, whenever I would play and be, you know, pretend to be a superhero, I pretend to be Robin. Uh, he was my age. You could see a kid out there fighting crime right there alongside Batman. You know, I could make a mask at home that looked like a Robin mask. I couldn't make a Batman mask at home. Uh, The type of characteristics and just to see the boyhood side of him where he's growing up and trying to deal with a lot of hard things just attracted me to be like, hey, I could be like that. That's something that I could reference, that I could be. Um, Even to the extent, as I remember, one of my Halloween costumes, I chose to be Robin. My mom's like, don't you want the Batman costume? I'm like, no, I want to be Robin. And I remember even, like, you know, we talked a little bit in the fall episode about... You know, just loving to dress up in these characters as costumes and pretend. There were years, you know, later on, I still dress up in that Robin costume other the days than Halloween and just pretend to be Robin and, like, go out and fight crime. Um, but a lot of that, as, as as I grew up, I got to see Dick Grayson grow up. As I'm getting older, and honestly, he was a little bit older than I was when I started watching the show. You know, I was five when it first came out. But to see him grow, where he grew as Robin, and then he became his own character, his own main superhero, his Nightwing, that led me to, in the comics now, whenever I got started reading comics a few years ago, really diving in heavily with it, I started with Nightwing. I was like, and everything I knew about Nightwing was from this show. It had nothing to do with the older comics from back in the day with Dead, um, with Deathstroke and everything. It literally came from this show as I grew up and realized, hey, he grew up and became somebody else too. Plus, I love the color blue, so it worked out. It's like, hey, Nightwing. Um, but beyond that, beyond that, You've reached and touched on it already. You know, you mentioned Two-Face, you mentioned the Joker, you mentioned the Riddler. Batman, in my opinion, has the greatest rogues gallery, the best villains of no, any No series. doubt, no doubt. Uh, you know, a lot of people have great ones. There are other great villains out there. But the extent that these go to, in the same way you made a great point where Power Rangers, you remember Rita, you remember yeah, Zed. Of but course. You don't, and you remember the random funny costumes, different villains. They, they didn't make the impact that these characters do. They come back. They have a deeper story. They hit Batman. They hit Bruce Wayne in a deeper way other than just attacking Gotham. Absolutely. Uh, when you think of someone like Mr. Freeze. For sure. Who is a villain because he wants to freeze over, you know, Gotham. But, you know, he has a tragic backstory. He does. It's you know, a huge story. And it's a huge one. And, I mean, it's a very emotional episode. 
Um, you know, and it's, you know, like they took Mister Freeze from the comics, who I think was played off as a as a joke before, and turned. I think into he a was s- killed off. Like yeah. I want to say, he was killed off. All he got his powers because he was messing with a freeze gun. Yeah, and he was never like super popular, but this series made it popular where they brought the man back from the dead. And then you know, um, Batman and Robin the movie tried to ruin it again, but still, but neither, but, but you're, still, I but mean, in that you have Batman and Mister Freeze Sub Zero, an animated movie all on its own. Absolutely, it yes. tells an amazing story with him. Um, just the darkness and the deepness of Mister Freeze is a character mm-hmm. that you don't think so much about. I mean, you you have Captain Cold from the Flash, who's right. got his own similar way. He's got a freeze gun and stuff. He doesn't have this backstory that it has whenever I watch this show and realize his wife, Nora, he froze her while she was dying from a disease to try to figure out a way to cure her right. so he could unfreeze her at that point. And he had you know, an accident from that and became who he is today. And a lot of his crime is never just to become rich. It's in order for him to have the diamonds to make the things that he needs to help his wife or to do this. Um, he's constantly, that's his whole life goal is just to try to do this. Now, sure, he was not some great you know, anti-hero doing amazing things. He wasn't. He did horrible things. But at the same time, you have this character like that. You have Clayface, mm-hmm. who is just iconic to me. I remember an episode where Robin is like falling, not in sake of love, but he's like attracted yes, to this with, younger with, with little younger girl, girl. And he's trying to help her. Like She's lost. She needs help. Turns out she was just an extension of Clayface, where it was she was completely made of clay. And I don't even think like in her mindset she was her own thing. Yeah, she had no idea. That um, she was, and at the end of the episode, all it, of a sudden you realize it's heartbreaking. It is like, yes, oh my goodness! You get pulled in where Robin is trying to, you know, has Batman helping where they can help this poor girl out, and turns out she's an extension of Clayface. There's so many people in this thing. There's so many others. You know, you have um, like the ventriloquist. You have mm-hmm. other villains, Mad Hatter, uh, that yeah. Roz Al Ghul and Talia Al Ghul were mm-hmm. introduced in this show. Yes. And, um, so when they were a part of the Dark Knight trilogy, I was already aware of the Lazarus Pit yes. stuff. That was introduced in this cartoon yes, series. Yes, it was. I mean, yeah, Bane. You have all Bane these Bane was people. treated with respect. I mean, not again, not Batman and movie. Robin tried to run over the legacy of so many characters. Yes, but well, Batman Bane, Forever, Batman and Robin, like they all had their own things. Oh, my goodness. But to go back now, in the same way, Poison Ivy. Yes, um, yeah, Poison Because Ivy. of this show and her popularity on the show, she started getting put back into comics more because of the fact of her popularity grew. There's so many great characters from the show. Catwoman. We didn't even yeah, we hadn't even talked about Catwoman. But the the love interest that they have back and forth, like in the comics, literally there was a big wedding issue, not like in the last year between Batman and Catwoman. Mm-hmm. There's throughout the year so much back and forth with them. Batgirl, I mean, was Amazing. a butt kicker. I mean, yes. commi- Commissioner Gordon, who is not even like a villain here, he's just you know a secondary character. Yeah. As, but he's the Commissioner Gordon that I always go back to. For sure. I mean, whenever I'm watching you know, a the show, the gruff older man with the white hair and the glasses. I mean, and the the long overcoat. Mm-hmm. I mean, the beige overcoat. Any movies that I watch, that's my that's my like Commissioner like, Gordon that I reference you, back to. Like, you, you did lo- it. You did a good job. Yeah. Compared compared to our OG Commissioner Gordon, mm-hmm. Gordon, you um you were either as good or you were not as good. I mean, and it's it's iconic because in the same way he's like how J Jonah Jameson is in Spider Man. Right. We reference the animated series to say, is this J. Jonah up to par with who mm-hmm. we know as J. Jonah Jameson? Yep. Which he was. Yes. Um, but the same way with Commissioner Gordon. You base it off of, that's the Commissioner Gordon that I know, you know? And, and Alfred. Alfred. I mean, we hadn't even talked about same Alfred. Same way, exactly. Um, I mean, there's so, this the character lineup is so rich. And it's not just one-off characters. I mean, there's a few episodes where you have your one-off characters or minor characters. But the, the history and... You know everything that they delve into is so rich and awesome. Um, th- it's no wonder this is one of our favorite uh, animated series of all time. I mean. For sure. And just a quick note too: we talked about Kevin Conroy. He was the first person ever to voice Batman as two different voices. He gave Batman a voice and Bruce Wayne as a voice. Now Absolutely, we see it, yeah. and you know, you know, Christian Bale kind of got made fun of at some point later on with oh, you know, super deep. Where is she? Yeah. Where are they? Like they gave him, you know some crap about that but like it had to be the best of us yeah and like stuff gets made fun of it but at the same time (laughs) you look back at it and this is the first one and it's not a huge change but kevin conroy did that where it was a slight voice change i committed those murders (laughs) adam west they can just chase me (laughs) i'm the hero to deserve but not the one they need right now (laughs) sorry i'll stop doing this you're good but same way adam west he was batman he was bruce wayne same guy same voice same everything but this is the first time we see it in a different way, where there's he was given. It's not them deep and gruff. It's just a slight voice change where he's deeper, and that's the voice you get. 
and honestly too the you know we left out Bruce Wayne you know the other who Batman truly is right in a lot of things even in the comics and different things they played up Bruce Wayne to just be some you know snobby millionaire who was just flashy did what everything he wanted got what he wanted whatever but in the series they gave him heart this was a man that was very involved in his company mm-hmm. very involved in his community wanting to make Gotham a better place and essentially you didn't see that and even in you know the Dark Knight trilogy he's played he, off as like a, a millionaire playboy, playboy yeah. um just the, to kind Ru- of, the Russian uh dance quartet yeah <laughs> off on a, off a yacht on a, a yacht for a week <laughs> um but in the series you got to see a lot more about who Bruce Wayne is and so honestly I think back to whenever I looked at Ben Affleck playing Batman. Um, his Bruce Wayne, I could see that same aspect where you give him character of of man that loves his community, loves the town he grew up in or the city. Um, so all that, like, it's just things that I reference back to. Same way with Spider Man, it goes back to the series. Yeah. Got a couple of notable guest stars. Um, okay, we can talk about the characters all, all day, day long. Um, Ed Asner, who was J. Jonah Jameson in yep. Spider-Man the Animated Series, he played uh, Roland Daggert, who is a corrupt businessman in the mm-hmm. show. Um, and then Adam West, yes. the OG Batman from mm-hmm. the '60s, played the Gray Ghost, which was a hero in the t- you know in the series uh, on TV mm-hmm. that Bruce Wayne looked up to and was a big inspiration for him becoming uh, the superhero he is uh, in the series. I mean, I just love the meta ness of Adam West playing a hero that Batman looks up to. And something, too, about that episode, it's one of the best episodes that they made. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Um, But it shows the side of a guy that played a a superhero character and then was typecast for the rest of his life where he couldn't continue to make a living to the point that he starts stealing and burning things down to get rid of this because that's the only thing left. Everybody sees him as that. Adam West also struggled with that in real life where everybody's like, he was the Batman. And that's Um, all he was. And you know, I've listened back to, there's been documentaries about him. Um, I've watched, you know, heard him on podcasts talk about it as well when he was still alive about the struggles that he had where like there were some successful years right there. But then after that, he couldn't get cast in anything because he was Batman and nobody would see more than that. Um, I've listened to a lot of podcasts too with Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman. Ralph Garman was very close with Adam West, especially in his later days. And just the respect that he has for that man and for all that he did for Batman. And just the struggle that he went through that people didn't realize that he finally got a star on in Hollywood or whatever, like whatever the walk, of fame. the walk of fame. He finally got one because Ralph Garman helped push him there. Good. But he deserves one. Well, he did, but it's so many people just laugh it off as always oh, Adam West Batman, but they don't realize the struggle that the guy had throughout the rest of his life. And now he's given a lot more credit. And, well, you know, but he's not here to enjoy it. But you know, thank goodness for Seth MacFarlane adding him as the mayor of Cohog <laughs> sure. Family Guy. He finally had something else. To oh, do. Absolutely. Um, do you have any other notable guest stars? Um, there's a couple. Uh, Ron Perlman, okay, which you may know as Hellboy. Yeah, uh, you, he's also Sons Anarchy, Sons of other things. Uh, he voices Clayface and okay. also a couple of other villains throughout the show. Uh, let's see, Lavar Burton, that you may know from Star Trek, yes, reading LeVar Rainbow. Uh, he voiced one of the Mad Hatter's henchmen. Nothing special, but that's what he did. Right. Uh, Ernie Hudson from the Ghostbusters. Yes. Uh, he also played, played Gus's dad in Psych. That's true. Okay. <laughs> Uh, he played a security guard. Random, you know, appearance. Uh, let's see. Uh, Melissa Gilbert, we may know her best as Laura Ingalls from Little House on the Prairie, right. but she voiced Barbara Gordon. Oh, it's yeah, his Batgirl. Batgirl, yeah. Uh, so stuff like that. Seth Green also played a character, the Wizard. This was uh, one of his first roles, right? It was, I think. Uh, so there's a lot of there's even more other noticeable people, but that's just the name, the highlights of the few that you know we represent or we knew uh, to throw out there. But different people, and honestly, like I say. The fact of who Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy are, it's just iconic for that in general. Like, there's other guests and there's other great people that voice different characters on this show. But um, for me, like, the voice cast automatically is just giant and iconic for there. You got Luke Skywalker, who's coming in now to voice the Joker, which, you know, even I didn't know that until I was older that it was the same guy, but it, you wouldn't have thought that. You wouldn't have thought that Luke Skywalker would be the Joker and to be the crazy guy, but he is. Well,. You just look some up on your phone, like yeah. you know what I need to tell you about this. No, I'm no, excited. no. We're we're gonna. I'm looking up transition points. And, oh, <laughs> and, and why? Because we have to. We yes, have to. We not. have to transition here, because this next sub- subject, it's the hero that what the what deserves. Okay, but and it's definitely the one that we need right now. So we're gonna hunt this subject here. Okay, how many more references? <laughs> because it can take it. <laughs> okay, because it's not a hero. It is 
Shark repellent. Fun facts and trivia. <laughs> oh, maybe not. A watchful protector. Yes. Um, so some fun facts and trivia. I'll start with one. Uh, the co-creator, Eric Radomski, he developed the backgrounds for the series, and in order to give it the film noir atmosphere that he and other co-creator Bruce Tim wanted, they started by painting everything black mm-hmm. and then adding highlights. And that's the visual effect of this decision. Uh, it's especially effective when you see the shots of the Gotham skyline. It is, and especially if you go back and watch just the intro to this show, it's an iconic intro where it's dark. You have just Batman's face where his eyes like tighten up as he's looking at the villains, throwing his batarang in the dark, like hitting two shadowy villains. Um, it's an iconic intro in general, but uh, used to, years back, the entire animated series was available on Amazon Prime, and so you could go and watch it, but before each season, they had like a special edition like thing you could watch too, and they showed this. They showed him with the the papers and the artwork of how they would start usually with things you would start with white and do bright colors and things like that. But instead for Batman, they wanted this series to look a little bit grittier and darker. So they, you know, like you say, they changed everything where it started black uh, and you had to draw over it with that, with the colors from there. Uh, another thing you're talking about these skylines that they had, the police had blimps in this thing. And actually in the real world, no such thing existed. But uh, I think Bruce Tim said, you know, for what it was, it just looked like it would fit in Gotham. Absolutely. To be fair, as a kid, I never questioned that. I just was like, of course there's blimps. They're like, it's dark, and it's, you know... And I felt like even in some of the video games later on, there's still those blimps that are, like, in there because it fits into the Batman universe, that skyline. What else you got? So, we talked about Luke Skywalker, Mm -hmm. Mark Hamill. Yes. The voice of Joker. Almost was not. Almost was not. Tim Curry, um, who... You know, I, I loved he, – he played a guest star in Psych uh, He was in Home Alone 2, mm-hmm. uh, was in the original It miniseries. I know you're going to go see It uh, tonight. Yep, It too. He was almost he was also the in, voice – yeah, he was slated to be the voice of the Joker. He was also in Muppets, like yeah. the Caribbean pirate. Um, and the producers decided that he wasn't the right fit, so they held new auditions. Can you imagine – and there's a two sides Tim of that. Curry as the Joker. I mean, I'd like to see it, honestly. There's another, and I think you can go hear voice tracks now because there's another story, too. Now, I don't honestly know which one's true where they just decide to go a different direction, but there is one where he started recording, started getting like bronchitis or something, where he had to step out and Mark Hamill stepped in and they went forward with Mark Hamill from there on out. Um, and like I say, it's probably a mix of t- the two where they're like, you know what, this will work better for what we need, and they chose him. But, um, I feel like you might can go hear some like behind the scene clips a little bit now of like him actually voicing it, but I don't know. I, it's hard to imagine now knowing the voice and the character that you got with Mark Hamill's voice to so imagine it being anybody else. And I know there were a couple later on that played him and voiced him, but Mark Hamill's Joker, that's the voice you hear. Iconic. Yes. The Fox Network yep. increasingly insisted that Batman be a kid's show, mm-hmm. and their preferred vehicle to do that was Robin. through Robin. So that's why the title changed in Season 2 from Batman the Animated Series to The Adventures of Batman and Robin. The network mandated that Robin appear in every episode, and this was a problem because they proposed an, the, net, um, the producers proposed an episode where Catwoman and Black Canary would team up, but it was scrapped when Fox wanted to know Robin why Canary. Robin wasn't in the plot. And whenever they said, well, can't we just not have Robin in this one episode? They refused to budge. Yep, they didn't do an episode at all. <laughs> they canned so the episode. they had to can the episode, which as someone who has just recently discovered Black Canary through the mm-hmm. Arrow television yes. show, I hate we missed out on I think this. it would have been an awesome episode. Um, and, and I say that as a huge Robin fan, I would love to have seen that episode. It was cool to go back you know, in the past few years when it was an- on Amazon Prime and watch a lot of the series over again. The original series didn't have a title card. It didn't have Batman the Animated Series. It was just, it this was, is Batman. Just a scene. This is all you need to know well, is no, Batman. Literally, the pilot that they yeah. showed to the series, uh, to the um, network, was the opening title yeah. card. Like, this is what they put together, and this is how we're going to This you is know, the intro. This is all you need this, to know. This is, is what, this is our idea. And they, they liked it so much they used it as the intro. Yeah. So. And so that's when they ended up changing it later. Honestly, I didn't take notice yeah. as a child, or even when I went back and rewatched it. I was just like, okay, well, Robin's in them now. Well, when the show moved, more Robin facts here. When the show moved from Fox to the WB Kids Network, producers decided to make Robin younger in order to appeal even more to kids. So mm-hmm. they skipped Jason Todd, went straight to uh, Tim Drake as Robin, promoted Dick Grayson to Nightwing, which had a big impact on your childhood. It did, and it's cool, too, to go back and look now, because now that I know 
Tim Drake actually is not the next Robin behind uh, Dick Grayson. Jason Todd Jason is. Todd. And they mix the two a little bit where the t- the series gives Tim Drake, a, you know, where his dad was a gangster or at least a bad guy, and he shows Tim Drake becomes Robin because he's trying to take the wheels off of the Batmobile when Batman finds him. Um, that's actually Jason Todd's storyline. But knowing Jason Todd and where he goes on to, be, you know, he dies as Robin, becomes Red Hood, uh, they went ahead and jumped ahead to Tim Drake, who's later known as Red Robin in the comics. A lot of information that you may or may not care about, but uh, that's where he came from. But it honestly, me being who I was, I love the animation style of it being a younger Robin. I remember they changed whenever it went to the WB and they started the new Batman Adventures. Technically, it's two different shows, but it all comes together as one. But the the drawing, the artistic styles changed, and some stuff got a little crazy. But I love the way that Robin looked in this series. Yes. Um, and I love the way that Nightwing looked, mullet and all. Uh, but just the way they did things with that. Uh, you mentioned earlier about Harley Quinn. I mean, you know, she became an iconic character. She's one of the most iconic now, with you know Margot Robbie playing her in the in the real world universes and stuff. They have DC with now. Uh, another character that made it, Renee Montoya was a character that created on the sh- the cartoon that they moved her over into the TV series or the comic series and everything else. And she's been well-known ever since in a lot of things, you know, as a police officer. Um, and we talked a little bit a while earlier about Mr. Freeze, you know, about originally in the comics, he was not who we thought, you know, who he is in the animated series, who I've always known the Mr. Freeze to be is not truly his backstory, but honestly, it's much better backstory than what the comics ever gave us. Absolutely. Um, the only other thing I had, uh, Al Pacino was offered the role to voice Two-Face. Yes, I saw that, and he turned it down. That would have been really cool. Can you imagine Al Pacino as Two-Face? Like, I feel like especially the Harvey Dent side would be awesome. I feel like even more the crazier side as Two-Face would probably even be better, but yeah. Cool deal. Well, cool deal. Moving on to quote, let's see. I've got more quotes here. To quote Scarecrow, Mm -hmm. don't take me back there, please. Look at me, Kyle. I'm shaking with fear. Me. The Scarecrow. I wasn't even going to go back to crime. And this time I just had to get away from him. <laughs> Let's jump into our favorite episodes. What's your favorite episode? I have three. Three episodes. Three episodes. That's cheating. Well, we've established that we cheat all the time. So I'm going to start with the one in, uh, in season one. Okay. If you're so smart, why aren't you rich? Mm-hmm. This is the Riddler's first episode. Nice. I had um, I had a VHS of Batman episodes, and this mm-hmm. was th- this was one of the ones on the VHS. And like I mentioned earlier, it had the maze of the riddle, uh, the riddle of the Minotaur, mm-hmm. and the game, and um, what's the closest point between two uh, spots on a globe? And it's not a straight line; it's a curved line. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, remember all that. The plot of the episode: Edward Nigma creates this video game, the Riddle of the Minotaur, for the company Competition, um, but is or Competron but is fired by his superior, Daniel Mockridge, who wants the profits for himself. Nigma vows revenge. He takes up the mantle of the Riddler two years later. And while Batman sympathizes with him, he and Robin find themselves forced to stop him before he kills Mockridge in a life-size version of the Minotaur Maze. Mm-hmm. It's one of the reasons I think I'll enjoy Escape Rooms now, is this episode. That makes sense. It's a great... I remember that episode. The more you talked about the more I remembered. And I love this episode because it is like it's a real-world video game almost they're working their mm-hmm. way through. And it really is. like I've never put two and two together, but a lot of our love for escape rooms now is so much like the Riddler. It's a it comes trap. from the mystery. And who, are you, who out there is waiting? Make a dang Riddler escape room. How awesome would that be? You go in, they give you a cape as you walk into the room where you get to pretend to be the superhero and escape one of Riddler's rooms. There are escape rooms like this out there. We just haven't Why been to Why haven't we been to them? I know, I know. Um my second episode, or do you have? How many do you have? You just have I just the one? Have one. Okay, well, I'll do my three, and you can do your one. Sure. Uh, is almost got them. Okay. Uh, this is a season two episode. This is uh, one told from the villain's perspective mostly. You have I love the Joker, this Killer Croc, the Penguin, Two Face, and Poison Ivy. We didn't talk about Penguin earlier. I know, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, we can't talk and, about everybody, but no, great. And episode. they all meet at a poker table, and they're telling them the times that they almost killed Batman. Mm-hmm. Um, Killer Croc's. You know, I threw a big rock at him. <laughs> Turns out there's a reason his story wasn't involved because it was Killer Croc was literally Batman dressed up as, as Killer, Killer Croc. Croc. <laughs> and um, sorry, so um, and then at the same time this is going on, Harley Quinn is about to kill Catwoman. Mm-hmm. So Batman's got to figure out 
where Catwoman is. That's why he's sitting in on this poker game. Just such a fun, fun episode. Uh, it was influenced by a four-issue story arc in the comics in 1977 entitled Where Were You When the Night Batman Was Killed? And Two-Face's strategy in this uh, episode uh, was taken from the comic World's Finest in 1947. In a backup tale, both Batman and Robin were tied to a giant penny that was catapulted on the spikes by a lesser-known villain, the Penny Plunderer. Hmm. So that's facts that I didn't know. Like, I did not know that it was a Penny Plunderer, but I do remember this series. And it, the cool thing about it is because each time that a character at the table speaks about their history, it shows that happening. It takes yes. you to and gives you, like, a mini-story. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's cool how you forget about things, and then all of a sudden you bring it up, and you're like, I remember everything about this episode. And then the last episode is from season four. Okay. Over the Edge. Don't steal my episode. Is this yours? This Over- is mine. Well, I'll let you talk about it, and I'll jump in You with fill it. in, yeah. Because uh, this is my favorite episode My well. favorite episode of Batman. Now, there's another one. There's a favorite moment I have. It's a New Year's episode where I don't remember the title. I don't remember a lot about it. I just remember at the end of the night every year. I don't remember if it's New Year's or Christmas, but every year. Jim Gordon and Batman sit down at a diner, share a cup of coffee, eat some cake, and then they leave. And like they just have that one thing they reflect on the year. I think it's an awesome moment. Um, but over the edge, this episode starts out guns blazing. Yes, you've got literally. The, you've got the cops chasing Batman and Robin. They show up in the Batcave. They're arresting Alfred. You know, the cops are after Batman. They know that it's Bruce Wayne. They know that it's Dick Grayson. They're chasing them. We're not Dick Grayson. It's Tim Drake at this Tim time. Tim Drake. Um, but they also know Dick Grayson. And they is arrest him. Nightwing. Um, but you're like, what's happening? You don't know. It literally starts off with a bang. You don't like, know. Did you miss an episode prior? Yes. Like I literally, as a kid, was like, what did I miss? Because I was like, I watched the episode the day before. What did I miss? Like, yes. And it goes back, and all of a sudden it starts telling you how it got to that point where they were fighting. Um, oh, man, who was it? Um, Scarecrow. Scarecrow, yes. His name escaped me. Um, they were fighting Scarecrow, and Scarecrow literally shoves or kicks, punches, whatever, throws Batgirl off of a roof, off a building. She goes flying down only to land on Commissioner Gordon's car as he's turning around the corner. He gets up out of the car. Oh, my goodness. Batgirl is dead. He takes off her mask to realize it's his daughter. Yes. He never knew it was you know Barbara. It's his daughter. First off, first time I've ever seen a superhero die, especially on TV, um, and it's a real one. It's not a, oh, man, he fell into the ocean, and we never saw him. Like, no, literally hits a car, breaks the windshield. She's dead now. From that, he goes, checks her email. That's how he finds out who Bruce Wayne is, that he's Batman. Batman especially comes down to that point. He's so sorry. He catches before all that happens, before he finds out who they are. He's out there seeing her. He's like, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, how could you let this happen? How could you not tell me we talk all the time? Like, I'm, you know, we talk to each other to solve this stuff. How can you not tell me my daughter was involved in this? How could you, whatever? So at this point, he's got a vendetta. It's Batman's fault that his daughter's dead now. Mm-hmm. He's going out. He goes so far to hire Bane to chase down and find Batman as he's going to his own daughter's funeral. Um, at this point, Nightwing gets arrested throughout this point. Um, he tells Tim Drake to turn himself in. You know, it would be the best, just easiest thing if he turned himself in. He's still going around. He's the one ends up fighting Bane. Um, and Commissioner Gordon doesn't want him dead. He wants him to rot in prison with the people he put in prison for the right. rest of his life, which would be torment, um, to the point that Bane is tracking him down. All of a sudden, Bane turns on Commissioner Gordon, and all the mix of all this wants to kill him. Um, he throws a giant, I think it's the bat signal. Batman mm-hmm. throws Bane on the bat signal, pretty much knocks him out, electrocutes him. You think it's over. Jim Gordon's hanging off the building. Batman goes to help him. He's like, you know, help me. Let me help you. We can solve this. We can move forward. They finally have their kind of moment of reconciliation. And then here comes Bane throwing, you know, the bat signal at one last thing. And um, I believe it turns out does Jim Gordon fall to his death at that point? Yeah. And then as you're like, oh my gosh, you've lost Jim Gordon. Everybody's arrested. Like, where do you go from here? Everybody knows who these superheroes are now. Knows who they, you know, everything about them. How do you move forward? And then you go to a, a section where Barbara Gordon's waking up. And it turns out it's a ploy where she got hit with one. The fear toxin. The fear toxin. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, this has been her dream that you've been watching, where she has a fear. Her biggest fear is telling her dad who she is, that mm-hmm. she's Batgirl. So she vows that once she gets better, she's going to go and talk with her dad. Um, and then she goes to talk to her dad about it. And he says, You get the vibe he knows. Right. But he says, He doesn't, you know, he said, You're a grown woman. You don't need to tell me, you know, type deal. Right. 
it's a very touching thing. It's a very thing, you know, it reminds me of serious conversations that I've had with my parents where you, you're scared to death. Anxiety fills your heart where you're afraid to talk to your parents about these things. But when you finally do or try to, they're already know they are understanding they're there to help. They're not there to scold you and, you know, just yell about how horrible or how wrong you are or whatever, or judge what you've done. That happened with this where he, she tries to tell him that she's Batgirl. He's, he dismisses it. He doesn't want to put her in that position that she has to tell him. He just wants her safe. So th- this happens all in a half hour. Yeah, I mean, it's tw- crazy. Tw- Twenty-two minutes. It's so not a split episode. I mean, it's literally all one episode. Um, you know the the vivid nightmare that Barbara Gordon has uh, when where she dies uh, out in the field as Batgirl, it, it pushing yes. Commissioner Gordon Gordon over the edge. <clears throat> you know, you mentioned he was on a vendetta, vengeful crusade, uh, where he hires Bane. That's one of the most the series' most brutal fight scenes. It is. Um, I think this and, is, and is it, it that one where he almost breaks Batman's yes, back? Yes, And it's straight from the comics straight where from he the does. Comics. Um, but because the uh, the writer of the episode grounds the story in Barbara and Jim's relationship, mm-hmm. Barbara Gordon and Commissioner Gordon, uh, this dream has consequences for the real world. It does. Uh, Barbara wakes up and realizes she needs to tell her father she's Batgirl. And this show, you know, you mentioned it's one of the most tender scenes mm-hmm. in the entire series. Um, it's one of the best things about this series is how it expands the show's scope by focusing not just on Batman, but his partners and making them just as fleshed out as he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and this episode's a great example of that strength where you've spent four years with Commissioner Gordon. Yes. You've expanded on the addition of Batgirl and Tim Drake, mm-hmm. and, um, and you feel everyone. And I don't know. You know, at some point, maybe you think, well, maybe this is just a dream. Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't make it any less real. No. This is how you do. This is, it was all a dream episode. There's yeah. some TV shows, you know, some series who can't pull that off. This is how you do it. Yes. Um, because and regardless, <laughs> regardless of how it was just a dream and none of the stuff um, actually happened, it still has real Your world consequences. When she was shoved off that building. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm picturing it now. You expect and I'm Batman almost tearing off. up thinking about it. You expect Batman to come with his grapple, you know, shoot it out and save the day, but he doesn't. And you see the fear in them because they see it. Batman and Robin look over as she falls to her death, and there's nothing they could do. It happens so fast. That hits you because for all you know, even as an adult watching this, She's dead. This this superhero has literally just died. Um, to the point that I remember seeing this as a child, and it hit me, but I went back and rewatched it, and I didn't remember it. Where all of a sudden I'm watching it. It's hitting me as an adult watching like, oh my gosh, I didn't know that they killed Batgirl. Well, they didn't, but the way this story went was perfect. The only other episode I really wanted to throw out there, I think it's awesome. Batman did a couple different ones, but Christmas episodes. Uh, we'll talk about you know some of our favorite Christmas episodes as we, of series and stuff as we get closer to Christmas this year. But there's one that I go back and watch, like or two of them at least, but there's different Christmas episodes that I think's fun. And there's one where Robin keeps trying to say, you know, everything's calm. Can we go back and watch It's a Wonderful Life yet? Can we go watch It's a Wonderful Life? And they finally do, like I think at the end. But like for me, that's one of my all-time favorite Christmas movies. So it hits you even harder too, like knowing Robin, your favorite character, wants to go watch one of your favorite Christmas movies. But um, that was it from episodes. There's so many great episodes. The whole series is great. There's very few that maybe don't even live up to the name, but most of them, it's just great series, great episodes. Um, the only other note I really had was, as I referenced a little bit earlier, there's a series that they've done in the past 10 to 15 years, probably not a series so much as movies that they've come out with whereas dc has not necessarily been the greatest movies in the past handful of years since the dark knight and the trilogy um there's they've succeeded and done great with their animated movies yes they have now uh, the, I will mas- s- the mask of phantasm and that was even from back then like oh that wasn't goodness, even like now so good um i remember when we first got married and got netflix a lot of the shows on under the red hoods on there that's how i found out about who red hood Jason was Todd. I found out about all that. You know, I hadn't read the comics yet. I, you know, one of the things I really hope we get to see at some point is a live action. Jason I'm hoping. Todd story, um, both an original, uh, like where how Jason Todd ends up getting killed, and then the fallout from him being a villain mm-hmm. as uh, the Red Hood. So, and and you know, it's not necessarily a movie, but the DC universe has its own TV shows. It's got Titan that's going Titan right. going to season two. Jason actually is involved in that. He's the new Robin as this is happening all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, season two is going to kick off. I think it already has somewhat. If you don't have the DC Universe, I don't have it anymore right now. Um, but I watched Titan season one. It was awesome. 
they're doing a great job with that series because they right. can get a little dirtier and grittier. Honestly, just the DC world is is darker for the most part, especially Batman's world is darker than your typical Marvel stuff. Right. Don't get me wrong, there's a lot of heated and heartbreaking stuff in Marvel, but for this series and how it goes, um, the only thing I was going to say, though, is these movies, sure, they're rated PG-13. I think there's maybe one or two R-rated ones. Yes. Beware before you just go and watch it or take your kids or you know let everybody see it. But overall, great storytelling in these cartoon series, especially the Batman series-related ones. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of really great ones. Um, but it's honestly, in some of it's all Bruce Tim, like a lot of his yep. characters. The way they come back, it's done in a similar way. Some of it's a little bit darker, but great series. I totally recommend you guys watching those uh, if you would like to. Uh, two final things on that front. One, I haven't seen the uh, Batman animated movie where him and Batgirl hook up. Mm -hmm. And I don't think I, my heart can stand to watch it. Honestly, that's uh, a really dark one. Yes, it is. I, won't, I wouldn't suggest um, that. Is one that so the much. killing joke? It is. And okay. first off, the killing joke is in its super dark and insane comic. They did a little too much more than what should have been. In right. that. They took too many liberties, I feel like, with that movie. And then when this show ended up getting canceled or you know they ended the series, they spun it off to Batman Beyond, which is another fantastic uh, reimagining of Batman in the future where. Um, Oh my goodness! I'm forgetting his name. Uh, who who is the uh, who's the Batman in Batman Beyond? Um, Why did you have to ask? It's me played that? by Will uh, Friedel, um, mm -hmm. who was Eric in Boy Meets World, and then you have Bruce Wayne, who is still he's older now, and he's walks with a cane, and he's kind of like the mentor. Um, I cannot believe it's I'm Terry um, Terry McGinnis. Yes. yes, Terry McGinnis, and um, and I just I like all the they have callbacks to mm -hmm. the Batman the animated series show. Um, I don't even know how many years ago it's set in the future, but it is, and it's cool because they have the different costumes, like same way in Batman the series, but they have different costumes, like in glass cases. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of them from back then too. There's been a lot of talk. Now it's not real talk, but people suggesting how awesome would it be for DC now to come out with a Batman Beyond movie with Michael Keaton being the older Bruce Wayne. I would yes, love it. Honestly, that would be an incredible movie. Uh, probably won't ever get that. But it was just an awesome option that they would have to take. And it is cool because, like you said, we, I, we, we mentioned it briefly, Batman the Animated Series was the the first series in a shared universe of things where you had you know Superman, Static Shock, uh, Justice League. There's different other series, too, that like tied into this. And then Batman Beyond to come from that. Right. And I feel like you know DC, if they're not looking to just be marvel light, if they're looking to be a true alternative, Mm-hmm then this is a chance they really need to take it something different. Yeah. And but they're doing they're taking a risk with the Joker. We'll yes, they are. Well, I don't know how much of a risk that is cuz the Joker is already one of the most popular characters. But to but, push him through with an R rating is it's not holding back at least. It, well, even with that, I feel like they're copying Deadpool. I guess. So, I mean, but it's two different type of characters too. It though. is, it is, but yeah. But yeah, this is I don't know. I, I love Batman Beyond uh, just as much as the mm -hmm. the animated series, uh, the original animated series and I hope we get to see a live-action interpretation of that someday. So, Well, cool. Well, I think that's it. We're almost at an hour at this point. Wow. But I think it's been a packed full one. I don't think we've given you a bunch of junk. So hopefully you enjoyed it. Hopefully you loved it. If you've never seen it, by goodness, do yourself a favor and go watch some of Batman the Animated Series. And what are your thoughts and comments? Uh, hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, mm -hmm. or Instagram. Remember, What the What Media on Facebook, or Facebook.com slash What the What Media, What the What Media on Instagram, WTW underscore media on twitter coming soon youtube and just let us know how you feel about this animated show i know we've already got one fan who's commented on it today before we mm -hmm. even put the episode out so um just let us know how you feel about it um you know what we're doing next week i don't i do what is it? costumes and candy i'm excited we're, for this. we're gonna this is the start of uh, our first episode in october uh, and we're going to talk about some of our favorite candy and our favorite costumes that we've worn in, uh, from childhood. And uh, we will invite your feedback as well. So be on the lookout for that is, um, coming out very soon. Awesome. So that's all we got time for today. Uh, like I said, we're at an hour. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you keep the uh, pillow as cool as. Wait, no, that's not how it goes at all. Stay as cool as Mr. Freeze's ping. Uh, I can't do this. <laughs> What am I trying to say? Folks, tune in next week. Stay as same cool bat time. as Mr. Freeze's other side of the pillow. And same bat time. time same bat, bat pod. We'll see you we'll next week. We'll see you next week. time. Bye. What the what? Bye.